Since we're all stuck inside at home, there are plenty of opportunities for conversation. One of the hallmarks of some friends and family groups is how they quote movies when they're together. When you look online, there are countless lists for the most famous movie lines, like May the Force Be With You from Star Wars, or Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz saying, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. However, most of the time when people who are close quote movies, they're doing that because they're funny or meaningful to them, not because the lines are hugely known. One of our favorite family quotes is probably because of the accent as much as it is the words, which I'm now going to attempt to mangle for you. If you had the chance to change your fate, would ya? Now this is from the movie Brave. Set in 10th century medieval Scotland, the story centers on Princess Merida, who is a skilled archer. Strong-minded, she defies her parents and causes chaos in her kingdom by refusing to marry one of the three lords chosen for her from other clans. She seeks out a witch in order to change her fate and her mother is cursed in the process. Merida is the only one who can undo the spell, which leads her to discover what true bravery means. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be brave this week in these days we find ourselves in. Last week we talked about being afraid and how important it is to talk through our fears, allowing God to meet us in that place. He is greater than anything we experience here, and he is working out all things for good, for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. This week, let's think about what it means to be strong and courageous. The Bible is full of references about those who trust in the Lord and how they need not be afraid Scripture tells us that the Lord meets us in our fear and gives us peace. How we are to seek him with prayer and supplication for all of our anxieties. How we are to trust him for what we need. For how we are to remember that God's love casts out all fear. And we're told over and over again that his care is complete for those who trust him, for those who find themselves in times of fear because we belong to him. Perhaps there are so many scriptures about fear because it's in our nature. And Jesus knows that we need good reminders about how he is with us because we can easily get overwhelmed. However, there is a difference between giving the Lord our fear and choosing to be courageous. Both are necessary, yet they are not the same thing. To be strong and courageous is a decision that we make. It's one thing to say, don't be afraid. It's quite another for God to exhort us to be bold in the face of the unknown and even great danger. In some ways, it's the next level of understanding and, and action of what we do with our fear. Today, we have two passages to encourage us. 
one from the Old Testament and one from the New. The first is Joshua 1, 1 through 9. The second is Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. I will read them one after the other and then talk about them separately. So Joshua 1, 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea and the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Let us pray. Lord, your word gives us the truth we need to live. You are the same yesterday today, and forever. May we receive strength from your Holy Spirit through understanding the history of your people as well as your actions on the cross. Amen. Since the time of Abraham's roughly 400 years earlier, the Israelites had been waiting for the moment they would see the promise of God fulfilled to them. The Lord had spoken to Abraham and Sarah and told them that he would make a great nation of them, that their descendants would be as numerous as the stars, that they would have a geographic area to call their own. The book of Joshua is a written historical account of all that happened after they enter the land that God gave them. It serves as a connecting piece between the story of Moses and the time of the judges. Here we see Joshua coming into his own as a leader. His name is the Hebrew equivalent of Jesus and means the Lord saves. 
For 40 years, Moses has been in charge. He brought the people out of slavery in Egypt, gave them the Ten Commandments and the law, and tried to keep them in line. Now he is gone, and Joshua is to take the people who have wandered in the desert for 40 years and help shape them into a great nation. Now, being quite human, they have a tendency to complain, to do what they want, to not listen to what they're supposed to do, to worship idols when they think that Yahweh is not responsive enough to their needs. This will be a daunting task. However, God is true to who they know him to be. He is true to his word. What he has promised, he will do. God is giving instruction for Joshua as they head out. In this inspirational pep talk, Joshua is told what he needs to know about the boundaries of their territory and what they are to do when they get there. In addition to being reminded to act in accordance with the law, and having assurance that God is with them, Joshua is told three times to be strong and courageous. Three times! God says this. And once he says, be strong and very courageous. These words made me wonder, what kind of people need to be told to be strong and courageous? Thinking about the Israelites in this situation, this is a list that I came up with. Who needs to be told to be strong and courageous? Those going into a new place who don't know how it will be. Those who will face enemies and true danger. Those who need to trust God in ways that they never have before. Those who are grieving death, which continues as they fight. Those who have relied on living life a certain way. Those who will live among others who don't know or trust God. Those who are tempted to turn away from his commands. Those who forget that God is with them when the going gets rough. Those who are not given an easy life just because they know God. And as I wrote this list, It began to sound a lot like what we are going through today. There is no parallel, of course, with what happened to the Israelites and what we are encountering today. Yet, why? Why they had to be told to be strong and courageous resonates in very real ways for us today. We're headed into a world where the landscape is changing rapidly. We are facing a strong enemy and need to trust God in new ways. Many are grieving the loss of those that they love. The systems that we have relied upon are no longer working or utterly failing. So we have to find new ways of operating. In the hard going, we may forget God is our savior. We may turn away from him. We look at our world knowing that the virus has not yet hit our nation and community as hard as it's going to. And we hear the voice of the Lord saying, be strong and courageous. I will never fail you. I will never leave you. We see here the consistent reminder to stay anchored to the Holy Scriptures, 
the scriptures which help us when we're frightened or dismayed because they tell of a God who is on the journey with those who put their faith in him. We will be more ready for what lies ahead of us when we choose to live into God's truth. In the Bible, there are examples of those who did not fearlessly trust God. Eve and Adam, who could not make the decision to stay strong when the temptation presented itself. Jonah, who decided to run away from a call to serve. Peter, who didn't stand up for knowing Jesus. Now all of us fail. All of us can think of times when we miss the chance to do the right thing. We give into our fears, the fears we have of being left out, of not being heard, of being condemned. Yet sometimes we have the chance to look fear in the eyes, know exactly who the Lord is, and make the courageous decision to do what he wants us to do. There are some we know who are choosing to give in to their weakness in the world today, which gives evil a boost. Those who are deliberately trying to infect one another by coughing on others or food at a store, people crashing in on virtual meetings to wreak havoc with music or inappropriate images, those who are planning attacks on hospitals, those who say that the pandemic isn't real but made up, people who use the place where the virus originated as an excuse to hate others. Church, this is not being strong or courageous in the Lord. In times of plagues and epidemics, historically, like we are facing, the body of Christ has risen up to be a living, courageous embodiment of God's presence. In his book, The Triumph of Christianity, Rodney Stark tells how followers of Jesus showed mercy to the suffering, caring for the sick and dying in a way that helped save many lives. In the year 165, during the reign of Marcus Aurelius, a devastating illness swept the Roman Empire. It was deadly. Up to a third of the population perished in the years that they endured it. A century later, another awful plague came to the Greco-Roman world. Again, Christians came alongside the suffering. They offered prayers. They nursed the sick back to health. They spoke God's word. The community of faith took care of one another and offered hope to those around them. In time of widespread sickness and death, people search for hope and meaning and the church, the church has that. During the Black Death of Europe in the 14th century, where up to half the population may have perished, Martin Luther chose to not flee his city, as many did. Instead, he chose to stay to minister to the sick and dying. He said there's no judgment for those who leave, but the life and the message of Christ means that believers help those around them in the way that they themselves would want to be helped. The church rises up to meet the real needs by being strong and courageous in the name of Jesus, our Savior.
There are plenty of courageous acts in our time. We can tell people that we've been waiting to tell, too afraid to tell, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We can give to those in need when we're afraid that we won't have enough. We can let go of past hurts. I know of some who are reconnecting with people that they haven't talked to in a long time, who are seeking forgiveness for the wrongs that they have done. We can choose kindness when anger or sarcasm is on the tips of our tongues. Sewing masks, bringing groceries, calling up the lonely, praying like you've never prayed before, reminding people of the consistent promises and love of God. This unprecedented time has given us opportunity to think about what's essential, what's important, and what is not. Where can we step up and be strong in the way that the Lord needs us to? All of us are trying to fight the enemy, the disease, in the way that we are best trained or know how to do. There are so many inspiring stories of all the medical and hospital personnel who are on the front lines all over the world. Most of them don't have all the equipment and the supplies that they need, but they go in every day to help the sick putting themselves at risk. There are countless drivers hauling goods and shelf stockers trying to keep up with the demand. Did you see the list of essential workers that the state sent out? So many people are out there doing their part. Scientists, government leaders, bankers, plumbers, those who work tirelessly for organizations and nonprofits to do good. And then there are those who just need to stay home. This is difficult in its own way for the senior citizen who wants to do their own shopping and still be independent, for the young person who feels fine and just wants to go and be with their friends, for the parents of young children who are going stir crazy inside and the families who are finding new ways of getting along, for the single person for whom sheltering in place highlights their aloneness, for those losing their job, for those diagnosed with the virus, for the ones in mourning, for all who are panicked and full of dread, wondering how long this will last. We are in a new land, not a land of promise, but one that we have been thrust into. We are all called to new kinds of resolute actions where we have to choose to be courageous. The Lord is with us, church. Let's choose to be courageous. Let's be strong. Let's keep working through our particular challenges and opportunities. Choose to heed the word of the Lord. He has not abandoned us. We are also seeing him in new ways if we look. He commanded the Israelites to be strong and courageous in the new place where they were going. He commands the same of us to take each day as it comes, to trust in his power and might. We will get through this by best seeking him, meditating and acting on his word, and allowing him to fight our battles. Let's turn to Hebrews for a second. In this time of Lent, we want to remember scripture, which exemplifies Christ. Hebrews is a book where the author is writing to Jewish Christians 
in Jerusalem. As time has gone on and firsthand accounts of Jesus are dwindling, some are actually questioning and wondering if he really was the Savior. In this book, the author focuses on the prophecies Jesus fulfilled as Messiah. There was so much persecution and hardship going on, and some were wondering if it was worth it to be a believer when the world was falling apart. One of the main points of Hebrews is to show the present ministry of Christ as Lord of all in the lives of his people. Jesus is superior to anything which comes before. He exceeds anything that humans look to here for meaning. In the three verses that we read, can you see what the writer is saying? Lay aside every weight you have and the sin which clings to you. Run the race before you. Look to Jesus, they say, who endured the shame of the cross for the joy you have in knowing God. See how Jesus endured hostility in order that you might not grow weary so that you might not lose heart. He now sits at the right hand of God on the majestic throne. Do you see it? Do you hear it? Be strong and courageous in all you face as Jesus was when he died for you. It takes courage to run with perseverance when we're winded, when we want to quit, when we go off the path, when people are falling around us, when we can't see the finish line. The cloud of witnesses in heaven is cheering us on. Each generation undergoes suffering. Each generation has hardship. This Lenten season is when we especially look to him to help us overcome the obstacles that we have. May we know the power which comes from his sacrifice in fresh and deep ways. There's another quote from the movie Brave, which resonates here. Meredith says this, Some say fate is beyond our command, but I know better. Our destiny is within us. You just have to be brave enough to see it. It reminds me of the verse in 1 John, which says that the one who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. There are times where God showers us with peace while we sit still. And there are other times he tells us to go boldly forward with him. Being strong and courageous comes from recognizing God's power in us and relying on his abiding presence. His message to the Israelites is the same given for all people in all times and in all places. Nothing and no one can stand against the Lord Almighty. Trust in the Lord's strength and in the assurance of how he goes before us. Those who look to him will be saved. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.